Hey hackers, this is the Backhunter podcast by Pentesterland, the podcast for Pentesters and bug bounty hunters. We tackle technical questions and inspirational topics to help you develop both a hacker's skill set and mindset. Welcome to this podcast number two. I'm your host, Miriam, and the title of this episode is Wayback Machine and Reading Ebooks on the Move. I have two segments for you today. Q&A on the Wayback Machine and Productivity Hack on reading and annotating PDF books on the go. As usual, we have one technical segment and one on living a happier, more productive life. Also, the transcript for this episode is on pentester.land slash podcast. Under episode number two, you will find this show's transcript, including all the links, tools and command lines I mentioned. Q&A segment. Today's question comes from a public tweet. It was asked by Princess Yadavi, who said, everyone is telling download JavaScript from Wayback Machine, but I don't know how, how to download slash extract all JavaScript files from Wayback Machine. I think it's a great question because the Wayback Machine is a great source of information and should absolutely be used. But I know from personal experience that if you're not used to it and if you don't have the right tools to query it, it can seem quite daunting. So I'm going to tell you everything you need to know about it to start using it efficiently as quickly as possible. I will explain what the Wayback Machine is, why pentesters and bug hunters use it, how to use it manually, and which tools you can leverage to query it automatically. The Wayback Machine is an internet archive located at http://archive.org/web. It's a collection of more than 349 billion snapshots of web pages saved over time. For bug hunters and pen testers, it falls under the category of online passive reconnaissance tools. They use it to access old versions of websites. The reason why is that Sometimes the current version of a site is relatively secure, but the snapshots of older versions reveal interesting information or bugs. So the Wayback Machine is like a time machine, which allows you to go back in time, see what the site used to look like, and get more information than what is available on the current version. This can be things like old forgotten endpoints, interesting JavaScript files, sensitive information, or vulnerabilities that do not exist anymore on the site. For instance, URLs which were vulnerable to directory listing and reveal interesting files. Many bug hunters confirm this. Here's what Jason Haddix shared on Twitter. He said, Bounty Pro Tip. Found a 401-403 basic auth or domain that seems interesting but is somehow locked down? Look at its archive.org slash web entries. Sometimes you win instantly with API keys or URL structure that you can forcefully browse to unprotected content still there. But know that the Wayback Machine doesn't record everything, it just takes a snapshot of a site from time to time. If you want to play with it manually, go to archive.org slash web and enter a URL, let's say https colon slash slash uber.com. It looks like a calendar. Every time you see a colored circle around the date, it means that a snapshot was taken that day. And if you click on it, you can see what the page looked like at that time. This is how you manually browse older versions of a site. It's a great tool, but it's not very practical when you are testing dozens of subdomains and you need to quickly find 
every JavaScript file or URL mentioned in all historical versions of every subdomain. For this purpose, it's better to use tools. Some of the best that I've tried are Wayback Machine by Tom Nom Nom, Recon Cat by Dawood Ikhlaq, Curate by Ed Overflow, Wayback Unifier, Wayback Robots.py, and Wayback URLs. .py all by Mohamed Dia. These tools I just mentioned don't do the same thing. They have different purposes and different types of output. They don't all apply to the retrieval of JavaScript files, but since we're learning about the Wayback Machine, we might as well w learn what they do in case we need them in another context. Let's dig a little bit deeper into what each tool does. FYI, I'm not going to detail all the options and commands for each tool. It wouldn't be very practical to do on audio, but check out the show's transcript on pentester.land slash podcast. It contains the baseline command to use for each tool. And if you need a cheat sheet with more details, just send me a DM or an email and I would share one on the site. The first tool is way back Unifier. It scans snapshots of the URL you give it, then it aggregates all its previous versions and returns a unified file which contains all unique lines ever included in that page. So basically Wayback Unifier creates a single file which contains everything that the URL ever contained merged together. Reconcat returns all the URLs of snapshots available. It's not their content, just the URLs. Wayback URLs returns a list of all the URLs that the Wayback machine knows about for a domain. Curate queries multiple tools, including the Wayback machine. It returns a list of URLs found on your target domain using those tools. It also has an option to search for any keywords you want. This is useful for detecting sen sensitive information like passwords and API keys or new endpoints. Waybackurls.py returns a JSON file containing all the URLs on your target domain found by querying the Wayback machine. Waybackrobots.py only returns robot.txt files found on your target domain and snapshotted by the Wayback machine. So finally, to answer Princess Yadavi's question, here is how you programmatically get JavaScript files from the Wayback machine. You can use the tools I mentioned which return a list of URLs on your domain. You can either play with them and see what works best for you, or you can always use all the tools and aggregate their results. So use the tools to get all URLs known for a domain and then grab for JavaScript files. Personally, I like Wayback URLs best. I've got great results with it. The exact command I use is Wayback URLs space followed by the URL I want in the format HTTP colon slash slash etc. Space pipe grab double quote dot JS dollar double quotes pipe unique pipe sort. Again, go check out the, the show's transcript. It will be easier to understand the command. Uh, let's break it down. This one liner has four commands separated by a pipe character. The first one is wayback URLs fo followed by the target URL. The second command is grab double code dot js dollar double code. This gets the results of the wayback query, a wayback URLs query, and will only print the lines which end with dot js. The dollar at the end is to make sure the URLs not only contain dot js but also end with it, because otherwise you would also get dot json files. The last two commands are unique and sort. Their purpose is to sort the results and remove any doubles. So once again, 
the command is wayback urls followed by the url pipe grep double code dot js dollar double code pipe unique pipe source now that you have a list of js files from the wayback machine you need to make sure they still exist on the target and analyze them for that i refer you to this excellent article static analysis of client-side javascript for pen testers and bug bounty hunters you will find the link in the transcript that's it for today's q a i hope it helps and if you have any question or if you have trouble with anything bug hunting related or pen testing related you know what to do productivity hack segment some people love reading books paper physical books they love their smell feeling the paper turning the pages i used to be one of them i had a library but the books were scattered around my parents house my house and i had to give away so many of them because i used to move a lot today I don't have a physical library anymore. Since I've discovered ebooks and audiobooks, there is no turning back. The advantages are just so huge. Digital books are generally cheaper, so you can save money. You don't need to carry them with you every time you move, travel, commute, or go to a park. Books will be on your phone or tablet, which you have with you all the time anyway. There is no additional weight or risk of forgetting them. Ebooks can have a longer lifetime than physical books, especially if you do external backups of your digital library. And last but not least, you can search for keywords, you can annotate digital books, add comments, highlight sections and even draw or write anything and it's not irreversible like with the paper book the ability to change and erase annotation without wearing out the book is fantastic that said when i made the switch i tried several apps that didn't really work for me so i want to share with you what worked in case it helps you or gives you new ideas to try what do you use when you want to read a pdf book on your laptop take annotations then when you're on the move continue reading and annotating the exact same pdf on your phone or tablet. I had this need when I was working a corporate job and had a lot of time to kill in commute. It was a great opportunity to read books on web security and penetration testing, except that I have a terrible memory. I can't remember anything if I don't take notes. And sometimes there are entire passages that I like, I don't want to clumsily copy paste them to a note-taking app on my small mobile screen. I want to be able to highlight them directly on the book using my laptop or mobile inter changeably. Also, it had to be available on iOS and Android because at the time I had both. That was my need. And here is the best solution that I came up with, which answered all these requirements. Xodo. To find it, go to xodo.com. X-O-D-O.com. It's an app available on iOS, Android, Windows Phone, also as a Windows app, a web app, and a Chrome extension. It's free. You can upload PDF files from your laptop or import them from Dropbox and Google Drive. Once they've been uploaded to your Xodo account, you can start editing them. And since changes are synchronized with the remote server, you can continue reading, editing, and annotating the same files from any device. The only downside of Xodo is that it only supports PDF. So if I have an ebook in another format like .epub, I just convert it to PDF. In addition to Xodo, I generally also use a note-taking app like Google Keep or Evernote. It's for taking 
taking notes in the form of bullet points. That's my productivity hack for today. Use technology to take advantage of the free time that you have in the day to learn and read. You don't need to wait until you're sitting in front of your computer or until you have the whole day free. If you have any other tip or preferred way to read and annotate PDF books, I'd love to know. Please share it through comments on the site so that everyone can benefit from it. Bonus segments. As a bonus, I have a short and sweet programmer joke. A programmer was arrested for writing unreadable code. He refused to comment. <laughs> That's it for today, guys. Thanks for listening to the Backhunter podcast by Pentasaland. If you like what you just heard, please share with your friends and colleagues. Like, subscribe and comment. Also, send your questions and suggestions by DM on Twitter at twitter.com slash or send us an email to contact at pentasar.land. See you next time. Keep on hacking. Thank you.